Hi. Welcome to Dear Nikki. My name is Nikki. And if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails directly and anonymously sent to me, together we explore the experiences of everyday people just like yourself. You never know who I can be reading from. I can be reading from your co-worker's wife, who secretly likes to leave the windows open while he's gone and masturbate to anybody who walks by. I could be reading from a gentleman you saw down the street. He just got back from a self-pleasure group. They meet once a week, down at the bar. I could be reading from those newlyweds. You know the ones. They got married at the beach. Well, they celebrated their honeymoon by her getting a gangbang. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or anything else, feel free to send them to Nikki at N-I-K-K-Y at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. Just remember by submitting a story or question, you certify the following are true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You're 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage role play, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to the creation. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and SmuttyFi at D. Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y-162. And if you enjoyed the show, leave a positive review on any platform you listen to your other favorite podcast. What things turn you on? What's the one thing that your lover, lovers, or lovers, or zers <laughs> do or say that instantly gets you aroused? Me is good girl, but I think 99% of women will say that is, yeah, it takes the right guy to say it though, for me, but uh, damn, Mm. yeah, then there's the, if I'm bratty, he definitely will uh, pull my ponytail, you know, or the back of the nape of your neck and just curtly put me in my place whisper in my ear, growl. Oh, I know I've done it then. Those things. Oh, and don't forget the swat on the ass in the public just to prove to me that, uh, yeah, I'm going to get it later. And boy, do I ever um, proof of that for sure. So what is it for you? I mean, those things are mine and I'm finding new ones every day with him. Um, you know, things that make me smile too, like waking up in the morning and there's that text, how's my girl? That's amazing. Mm. Definitely one of my tops. And it does get me wet. I will be very, very honest with that. So for you, what is it? If that's not your dynamic, what is it? And if your partner, lover, lovers, 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 (laughs) would do something different than that, what would it be? And if you needed something else, 
How would you ask that? You know, I need this. I love when you do this. I think when you find something that really triggers you and say, I love when you and fill in the blink. I think that's encouragement. And well, it is encouragement, you know, and you'll get it more often, like waking up to a text and says, how's my girl? Or puts you in your spot when you're a bit bratty in public, even though you're pushing your limits. So what are yours? I really want to know. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax. Let's have a whiskey with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, me and my friend Alana have had an understood sexual attraction for years. I used to date her sister, even when I was fucking her older sister. Alana and I would smile at each other in the house. She was so hot, tiny, 5'1 and 90 pounds. I know she could hear me fucking her sister when we were roommates and later learned she would use her vibrator to the sound of us fucking. Years passed without any contact. I was engaged and she was in a relationship. We started texting each other. It quickly went sexual. We are two of the kinkiest people out there. She was cheating on her partner and was very open about it with me. I loved hearing all her stories about her getting fucked. She would call me and tell me about the guy she was hooking up with. There was one guy in particular with a nine-inch dick, and she would tell me about how it made her feel better than any other guy. Fast forward a few months when her boyfriend and my fiancé were both out of town. She went to hook up with the guy she recently met. She called me after saying she was disappointed because the guy was small and finished prematurely. Plus, he didn't go down on her. I usually would just talk to her, but because I hadn't had sex in weeks and felt bad about her experience, I asked her to come over. She pulled into the driveway and I was hard as I could be. I invited her in and Alana grabbed my cock right away and kissed me deep. We went straight to the bedroom and stripped naked. She let me know that her guy had came inside of her quickly and left a huge load. I kissed down her tiny body and met her pussy with my mouth. I could smell the cum inside of her. I ate her out and got every drop before making out with her. We then went to cowgirl and she rode my big cock until she was screaming and squirted all over me. She moaned and screamed how she loved my big dick as we switched positions and made her squirt multiple times. Since our first time, we have fucked any time she has taken a cream pie. She loves when I eat another man's cum and share it with her. We're both married now, and she still loves to fuck. Jared. Well, I love Jared. Did she come to Jared? I think she did. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what are we thinking here? I love that she had someone to bounce her sexplorativeness off. I love that. I think we all should have someone that we can let someone have that part of us. It always feels, I always felt when I was on the lines when these men would tell me what they desired. I always felt that I knew more of them if they couldn't share it with the person they were with, which was sad, but very honored too. 
And that's honestly how I feel about when you guys send me confessions, especially when I know that both of you are writing or both of you are part of it. And you know about listening together and stuff like that. That makes me feel very um, exciting to know that I know. It feels like I know 100% of you. And that's amazing. Especially, It's nice to know when you can land in a tribe that you can be your authentic self. It's very hard to find that, but I try really hard to provide that here. Now, would you eat a load off or in or out of your partner, lover or partners? <laughs> you never know. Would you? Could you? Could you eat a stranger's cum off of them? Could you take your time and share it with them? I don't know about that. Sharing our cum with my lover is very erotic. I've never shared another person, another man's cum with my lover. So that's something that I think if we were both into, absolutely. Um, but I'd have to feel it. It is kind of intriguing, though, especially I think maybe if he was there, maybe. And if he was into it, I don't think he would be, though. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. So that's something we have to talk about. But the chemistry's got to be there for something like that. And most, I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to say I hate when somebody says most men. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that, even though I almost did. So gentlemen, ladies, if your partner went out and got their body, their pussy filled, would you clean it and share? I really want to know. Dear Nikki, we love your show. I'm glad hubby finally found a place where he can share our story. Well, a bit of a background. All throughout high school, I had a thing for black guys. They had a thing for me because I have a nice ass. I never accepted any invitations from them. Well, because my mother always told me to never date out of my race. She isn't racist or anything like that. So I don't know why she would say that. I had a boyfriend from our church. Yes, we're churchgoers. Anyways, my boyfriend was too shy to ever try anything. One time we came close as I was house-sitting for my aunt, but it didn't happen. We got interrupted by my mother. In my senior year, I met my hubby, broke things off with my boyfriend to be with him. Two weeks of being with my future hubby, I lost my virginity to him. To be honest, sex the first time wasn't that great. It seemed like he didn't know what he was doing. It felt good for the whole six minutes it lasted, though. Well, then obviously it got better. Six minutes turned into 20, into 30, and into 45, back to back, which was very good. Hubby woke up my sexual appetite. We moved in together and would fuck all the time, day and night. Now we've been married 20 years, and the sexual desire is still within us. We fuck as much as we can. Anyways, when he introduced the idea of being with another man after being just married for five to six years, it really disappointed me. I thought I wasn't enough, or thought he wanted to cheat on me. I was mad for a few weeks. I still couldn't believe he would want me to have sex with another man. To give my entire body to someone else other than my husband was a no-no. I guess he found my weak spot when he mentioned he would like to be a nice, 
black man. Some time went by and I said, screw it, let's make it happen. I called my ex-co-worker and asked her if she had Mr. M's phone number. She gave it to me right away and asked why I needed to contact him. I simply told her I just wanted to say hi. When I called him, his voice and the way he called me, baby girl, got me turned on immediately. Well, you know the details between, so I'm just going to skip fast forward to the motel. I was nervous. I wasn't even horny. I don't even know why. When he started touching me, I looked at hubby, and it didn't feel right. I was about to have him stop and was going to call it quits and go home. But that's when he began fingering my pussy. Nice and thick fingers felt good. He whispered in my ear, It's about time, baby girl. I have waited for this way too long. That's when I knew I couldn't back out. Screw it. When he put his dick inside me, oh my God, it was definitely a different feeling. Felt so, so good. I moaned and he went crazy fucking me. To be honest, he did feel better than hubby. I think I just so used to hubby's size. It was game over when he got me doggy. Fuck it. It felt even better. My pussy was very receptive. My pussy was extremely happy. And oh, so what? I came so many times, and as he kept going, I knew I had to have him again. He tried kissing me, and I didn't want to, but hubby and that dumb rule kind of killed the moment. When we were done and Mr. M left, hubby and I made love. Hubby didn't know this, but I could barely feel him. Mr. M did a good job leaving me loose. I did feel dirty and have regrets. I used to be a good girl, and now I just did the unthinkable. I was curious about how it felt to cheat, and that's why I didn't tell Hubby when I met him one-on-one until after. To be honest, it felt really good and guilty at the same time. The sneaking around and cheating was so hot. I knew I couldn't keep it from Hummy, but I almost didn't tell him. It was selfish for me to do that, and that did open the doors for trouble. I did enjoy the cheating feeling. I did get that rush. I did cheat more and more, and every time I would confess to Hubby, and all was well after that fact. Not sure if that was my way of controlling the situation or me deciding who I played with. Hubby later understood I got a big rush when I went around his back to cheat. Of course, I kind of told him about all my encounters. I say kind of because I did not tell him about it a few times I did. I had him excited every time he would come home from work. I would wear a certain color of panties that indicated I was a bad girl that day. He would hug me, then reach down, and once he felt, saw my panties, he would get an automatic boner and take me to the bedroom and have me. Kind of sucked because now that was our marriage had turned into. He would expect that almost every day, and I felt like he lost interest in me and only cared about the lifestyle. And that's why I would hide stuff from him. And well, me now being addicted to multiple dicks, it was really hard to stop. So we agreed on just chatting about the lifestyle three days out of the week, and the rest was for our little family. 
The cheating and falling in what I thought was love did screw up our relationship a few times, but we've managed to get it back on track. Don't want to say too much and spoil our lifestyle story. Thanks, hot wife, Deanna. Well, hello, Deanna. I'm I'm really happy that you wrote in your side of the story. If you guys don't remember, a couple weeks ago is their story, the Mr. M and the Mr. J's. Um, you should be able to find them. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure right now where they're at, but I just think they're just a couple weeks ago, honestly. So I like this. I like that you guys took the time to step back and in re- realizing, okay, it's overtaking our life because even too much chocolate is too much. It's okay to indulge every once in a while, but to pull back and find your limit and say, okay, I can only have this. That makes it still special. And finding a way to still connect. I think if if you made it obsession, I could see myself, even if I was in your shoes, Deanna, going, oh my gosh, is he only into me because I am slutty? Does he not still have the feelings he felt for me because, or is he only really here because I'm doing this? What if I stop? Those questions are quite normal. And I, I know I would feel them too. So ladies and gentlemen, what do you do when the lifestyle becomes too much? What do you, what do you have a code word or do you do you guys always come back to the table? And do you take a break? I do think it's very, very, very important to reground yourself in the relationship. So that way, you guys know where everything stands. I actually can understand why couples have um, open DMs, but they're couple DMs. So that way, there's no, um, there's no, everybody's involved. There's no reason. And it's just, you know, it's kind of like when you lend somebody money, and um, one, you always, if you're gonna lend somebody money, think of it as a gift. But two, um, when you, if you go into business with a friend, it's not that you don't trust them that you get a contract for the both of you. It's to, it's that everything's out in the open. And here it is, it's just keeping everybody honest. So it's not that you don't trust each other. It's just here it is. And honestly, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's like, the locks on your door. You don't have them there because you don't trust your neighborhood. It's just nice people sometimes do desperate things and desperate things, you know, when people get desperate, they do desperate things. And that's just it. So what kind of conversations are you having to make sure that everything's still on key, that everything's still working on all cylinders for you and your own? I love when I get letters that Um, we took a break, we've been at it for this long, and now we're going to take a break and concentrate on us and and find our grounding. And I know there's a couple and I have been thinking about them, I need to message them um, close to where I'm at. And they're up to date. I'm not even sure I've lost count. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping my hope that they are still doing their so many days of intimacy while they play. Um, I absolutely love that. I think it's great that they're finding the intimacy in between their playtime. So yeah. What about you guys? How do you guys keep it going and keep each other grounded with the love and the feelings and everything else while you're in the lifestyle? That's something I really want to know. Dear Nikki, over the past four months since I've introduced your podcast by my female friend of mine, 
I've been listening intently every morning on my way to work. The stories that you read sometimes have me going into dingy gas station restrooms for a quick tug and release. While many of the stories have been fantastic, unfortunately, I believe too much fiction has been read. I want to tell you a story of mine that's the God-honest truth. I swear to everything that I hold sacred, what I'm about to tell you is 100% facts. I've always been a straight white male, and to this day, I consider myself very straight. It was the summer of 2001. I had just turned 18 in the past June, and high school was in my rearview mirror. I had no plans to attend college. I was lost like most 18-year-olds and didn't know what I wanted for my future employment. So I went to the only thing I knew, my bread and butter, the grocery store. I previously worked at my local grocery store my freshman year for about nine months, so this wasn't anything new. I applied in person and got the job on the spot as a bag boy. The pay sucked harder than Monica Lewinsky, but it is what it is. $6.25 an hour. Ugh. I guess before I continue, I should mention that at the time, and as still of today, I have an interracial fetish, as in black men, white women. I was birthed and raised in South, and unfortunately, due to my dad, grew up in a racial dispossession towards black men. I guess this somehow plays into my fetish and what will eventually happen at a grocery store. I remember seeing a crush I once had kissing a black guy after the school buying the first base dugout. It sent me into the frizzy of hate and state of horniness. I ran home that day and beat my poor little packer to death. Flash forward. All right, so here I am at the grocery store, retrieving carts, in the thick, humid air, sweat trickling down my butthole, and the tiny whities were soaked, balls sticking to my leg, and I couldn't wait to get home and take a shower. I went inside to cool down and had to piss like a racehorse. This was an older-style grocery store built in the late 70s, and the bathrooms were tucked all the way in the back down the hall from what I remember. They were very well secluded. I assume they meant for more employees than customers. I'm sure this today violates OSHA, but many other safety regulations. I can attest that at least in the men's bathroom, it was gloomy, wet, and moldy. You did not want to touch anything in there. I entered and took my sweet time at the urinal trough. It must have been around 10 seconds later, and Lucas, one of the co-managers, came in. He was closing that night and was the only manager on duty. Now Lucas, I can say, was a good-looking black guy, about 6'1", and I think in his late 30s, early 40s. He proceeded to the trough two feet to my right. Now I made the mistake that no other guy wants to make, unless you're looking to get your ass whooped. I looked down in his direction, at his junk. Not only that, but he saw me, and we both made eye contact. I don't know what made me look down, but what I saw was something to me that, at that time and place, was unreal. His flaccid, dark penis was fucking huge and very thick, compared to my tiny, two-inch, sometimes X-referred clit. The first words out of my mouth were, Wow, that's big. He thankfully chuckled and asked if I wanted to touch it. Of course I wanted to touch it. Go on, he said. My heart was beating out of my chest. My pitiful, 
two incher had morphed into a proud five inches. As my hand was nearing, I heard the bathroom door start to open. I jerked my hand away quickly. I flushed and without even washing my hands, opened the door and bolted out of there, blushed and red faced with excitement of what just happened. The sun had gone down and I continued my work for the last two hours thinking about what had transpired tonight, even going to the point where I told myself it didn't happen. Did it? Of course it did. I believed that the encounter I had was over. I was very, very wrong. I had clocked out and said my goodbyes to some of my co-workers. As I was about 15 feet out the doors, I headed for my car. I heard my name get called. Sean. I turned around and it was Lucas. Come with me to my car, he said. We need to talk. Okay. He drove a red Ford Explorer with tinted windows and a big cheesy rims. I entered his passenger side front and he immediately took me by the hand and led me to the back seat. Get on your knees. It won't be easier for you to handle. I'll never forget those words. I did as told. Now at this point, my heart was racing. I can't believe this is really happening. He took his shoes, pants, and underwear completely off. All that he had on was his striped button-down shirt, socks, and a cheap watch. His black, silky, dark dong was full attention. It had to be at least eight to nine inches. The smell of it was intoxicating. I grabbed the bottom of his shaft and proceeded to do what I'll never thought I'd ever do. I started worshiping it. I started to lick it. I started to slobber on it like a dumb little pasty possessed whore. It was almost like I had subconsciously trained for this moment. I knew what to do. Like a deep ancient instinct buried in my DNA. He blew a large clammy load. What easily could be a triple of my squirt I could ever produce. I swallowed 95% of it with the rest laid upon my left cheek. I looked like a glazed donut. Hang the hot now sign on me. I'm done. Check, please. As quickly as it started, it was over, and he ushered me out and drove off. We never again hooked up or talked about what happened that night. The last I heard of him, he was happily married to a white woman with five kids. I still beat off thinking of our encounter. I don't consider what happened to be a homosexual experience. Enjoying BBC is every man and woman's God-given right. Sean. Hello, Sean. (laughs) First of all, when, and this is to everybody, really, when confessions come in, I don't judge them. And And Sean, I don't think you're judging them either. Do I think some of them are made up stories? Possibly. But the way I look at it is this, if that's the closest they'll ever get to living out the fantasy that they have, or if this gives anybody else or them, them, the person that wrote in encouragement to act out on it. I'm 100% for that. Absolutely. You never know what, what ways people take for the first step to make them want to do certain things. And even just hearing your story, your confession, your adventure is going to give someone credit out there to touch their first BBC. It may be a woman in your same shoes that she's met somebody at the grocery store and he's, you know, 
not wearing any underwear and she can, he's hanging down his leg, but she wants that black cock, you know, and she wants it now. And your story will give her that encouragement or even him that encouragement. And that's what this is for. That's what my show is about. It's, it's not about if it's true or not. It's about we're all sexual. And that's why we read these confessions and stories. Okay, so that's over. Now, Sean, I love this. I love that you're absolutely right when it comes to sucking a dick. Even though um, I think sometimes as a woman, you know, you, when you're with a new person, you go, oh, and you do things like, well, this guy liked it. You know, so I'll try this, you try everything from your past experiences to see if it works. And then as you're paying attention and responding to the person you're with, if it works or not, you know, and that's why it's so important to get feedback, gentlemen, to at least, uh, you know, little sounds is very much of encouragement. Don't lay there, even if it feels just amazing. Don't lay there and, you know, in silence, you know, do something, you know, touch us, um, rub our head or just like that, something that gives us encouragement to be doing something right. So I absolutely love this. I wish you would have had another experience. Do I think this is a homosexual experience? No, I just think you explored something. Um, out when I'd get that a lot when men would confess something like this on the lines, they would say, does this make me a homosexual? And I would say, well, do you want to go out to the nearest gay club and find a date? And he said, no, I said, well, then you're not a homosexual. You're sex florida. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being in tune with your wants, desires and needs. Is it for everybody? Absolutely not. But I can guarantee you, Sean, that there is someone and I know someone just like you. I don't know if he's into BBC, but I do know that sometimes he just needs something a little extra and it pushes him over the edge. And I do know that he's with somebody that likes to watch it too. So ladies and gentlemen, what would it take for something that is a little bit different that may make you insert whatever term that they're using out there now? And it not be just like we said here, it's explorative. And could you explore something that even if you only needed occasionally, and would you involve your partner in it? That's what I really want to know. I think this is a perfect place to end for today. I want to thank you again for joining me. Don't forget, um, write in, doesn't matter how length of your confession or if it's short, long or whatever. Also, you can find me over on ASN Magazine, writing articles, sharing your confessions over there. Did your confession make it? I am putting together my second book, um, so keep an eye out for that. Also, I'll have some links up on the website really soon. I just ordered a crap ton of books, so that way if you guys wanted a signed copy, I can get those out to you. So I'm not going to put up a link until I have a way for you to view it. Does that make sense? Or purchase it, I guess I should say. If you're going somewhere for the 4th of July weekend, have a very, very safe and holiday season. I would love to have you back in safe manner with nice, sexy, explosive stories. I'm out of here. I'm going to go party with some red goats. Anything you want me to tell them? Here I'm coming, UK. Keep your eye out for me. And in closing... 
Hello, lover. Is it too much to say I'm craving that thrust? That very first thrust? Deep and hard inside me? Hmm. I really want to know. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a fabulous weekend.